something's happening. Coming up on staging. You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. And I'm your co-host, Ryan Treasure. And our next guest is radio and TV reports named Dr. David Gruder, America's integrity expert in 2008. Over his 40-plus year career, he has founded or been a board member for numerous successful for-profits and non-profits, has been featured in Forbes 17 times, and has given hundreds of keynotes, training programs, media interviews in eight countries on three continents. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Dr. David Gruder. Well, thanks so much, Jeff and Ryan. It's a pleasure to be with you. It is absolutely a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, I thank you for taking the time. Uh, I know we were last minute, but it is good to have you. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I was available to fill in. Right. Listen, yeah, I want to jump right into it. Well, first of all, uh, you know, this is Finding Your Frequency. So Ryan and I, everybody we talk to, it's all about how you got going, what you're into, and how you found your frequency. So... Uh, David, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, so that the audience get a feel for, for who you are. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Why don't we, why don't we go back to early, uh, early experiences for me? I'll, I'll highlight in very brief form a couple of those that were very forming of my sense of the world. The okay. first was when I was about six years old, and... Around New Year's time, our family got a UNICEF New Year's card from a family friend, and the message said the greater peace will only come after the smaller peace we make with each other. And for whatever reasons, even at that young age, that message went straight to the core of my being. I resonated with it so deeply that it is with me today as though I just received that card. Mm. About a decade later, my parents naively ended up sending me to Woodstock (laughs) and I thought I was going for the music because I was expected to become a professional musician although Mm -hmm. I didn't do that my brother did and what I ended up experiencing at Woodstock was what it was like to be in the midst of a half a million people who were committed to showing the world that even just for three days, a city of a half a million people could have each other's backs. And that had a huge, profound impact on me. And then the third came much later when I was back in New York, where I was born and raised, helping my mom, who was still alive at the time, prepare her house to be sold. And 9-11 happened in New York. Mm-hmm. So these were three very important formative experiences that interact with each other in forming a lot of my worldview and a lot of my mission. Wow. Interesting. Some very powerful events to shape the the ideals that you have of the world because those are, you know, all obviously uh, American historical events yeah. as well, um, you know, other than the card that you got as a kid. But the other ones are absolutely, you know, I think some components of American society that have really helped to shape and form uh, some some memories, whether ill or, or not so much or good uh, for, for Americans. So thank you for sharing that with us. And, you know, that leads us right into, you know, you 
talk about 9-11 and, you know, I think one of your mantras is uh, about hijacking of the American dream. Uh, how do those two things tie together? And, uh, and, and then I'm going to let Jeff uh, expand on that a little more. Sure. Well, let me start with Woodstock and, and then I'll, I'll connect that with the hijacking of the American dream. Woodstock was the personification of what could be considered the cliche of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but it was much more importantly an embodiment of what's underneath the cliche. So the sex part of sex, drugs, and rock and roll was about trying to find a way to connect with each other in a more deep and committed manner than just simply a contract, a piece of paper, uh, like that called a called a marriage, but how do we bond with each other? And the drugs part of sex, drugs, and rock and roll was about how do we touch into our authenticity, in contrast to the uh, the conformity that was installed in American society in the 1950s that relates to how the American dream got hijacked. And the rock and roll part was that for the first time in the history of music in the 1960s. A little before then in, in folk circles, but pop, in popular circles in the 1960s, it was the first time in the history of music where lyrics were appearing in songs that were showing us and telling us that we could have positive influence on the broader world around us. And so that confluence of the wisdom underneath sex, drugs, and rock and roll was authenticity, connection, and impact. That's me, we, and us all. And that's really what the experiment that Woodstock was, was really all about. And that is the foundation out of which the contrast to the version of the American dream that was installed in the 1950s was being rebelled against because that American dream version that was installed in the 50s is in direct conflict with the original American dream that birthed this country, which I imagine we'll want to go into next. Absolutely. So let's let's jump right into that. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, you know, we we talk about, of course, the pursuit of happiness in the beginning, and mm -hmm. uh, that's that's part of the Declaration of Independence, and what is in support of the the uh, pursuit of happiness is in the preamble of the U.S. Constitution, which is America's mission statement. That's what the preamble is. And essentially, the preamble to the U.S. Constitution mandates a government that is a servant to its people, not to itself and not to special interests, and requires it to function and legislate at the intersection of preserving individual freedom, and promoting the common good. In other words, self-responsibility or freedom and collective or social responsibility and, uh, or the common good. So that was the formula for the pursuit of happiness. I call mm -hmm. it free responsibility, freedom <laughs> and responsibility combined. Right. That was the original American dream. Now, Doctor, you've, got, you've written 10 books, correct? Well, I've written, um, I've authored about four or five books, and I've been featured in about uh, almost 20 other books, either chapter writing or okay. re writing the forward or the afterward or being featured in the book. Sure. And uh, all of the, the your authoring, um, is this what you talk about uh, with all of your creative writing? or? 
Well, it's what I went into some real detail on in the book of mine that re- resulted in my being called America's Integrity Expert, and that book was called The New IQ, How Integrity Intelligence Serves You, Your Relationships, and Our World. Okay. So, and when, when, when was that? When did you uh, put that one out to, to the world? That book came out in, uh, in 2008, and it won six book awards in a very broad Excellent. range of categories. You know, when you talk about uh, the term free responsibility, uh, you know, I think it's kind of everybody's importance uh, as citizens of this fantastic nation to hold each other accountable to make sure that we're all kind of working, you know, together to make sure that our society stays free because it's very important. You know, how, how do you do that? How do you how do you get the commonality of people's wants, needs and desires to come together and focus it so that way everybody has free responsibility where you're free but responsible and moving forward towards a common goal? Well, I think it revolves around first and foremost teachability, the the position of knowing that I don't know everything, that I don't see the whole picture mm-hmm. and that other people see parts of a bigger picture that I'm not as tuned to as they might be, and that only by combining our respective pieces of the, piece, uh, of the picture that we each see can we begin to see the whole picture. So I think that piece is absolutely central, and the other piece that's equally central is connected to that wisdom underneath the cliche that I was talking about with Woodstock, mm-hmm. where we understand that sound decision-making occurs where me, we, and us all meet. Sound decision-making occurs when we are doing what's good for each of us individually, for our relationships between us, and for the common or collective higher good. All of those, not either or, (laughs) one or the other. So is that kind of how you would formulate the plan to stop the hijacking of the American dream? Is Is that where we should start? Well, that is one of the components, but, you know, like any spell, and the the 1950s version of the American dream, make no mistake about it, is a spell. And the only way to to wake up from a spell is, first of all, to understand or recognize that you've been under one. Second, to understand its anatomy well enough to spot it when somebody's trying to do it to you. And third, to have an alternative to that spell that's far more compelling than the spell itself is. So I think it may be that our next step is to talk about the version of the American dream that was installed in the 1950s and why that was so different from the original American dream. Yeah, and that's a really good point. Is you know how, how do you how do you how do you get out the knowledge or the information to the general public? And we only have a couple of minutes here left in our segment. Um, that fifteen minutes with you went extremely fast. Yeah. I can't believe we're already at the two minute mark. But you know, uh-huh. we'll, let's let's talk about that just quickly. You know, how do you how do we get to an enlightened state um, as a culture of Americans so that way we, we all wake up when we all start pulling the cart together? And I think we've been working towards that. That's just my opinion. Doctor? I agree. I think we are working toward that, sometimes consciously and sometimes mm-hmm. by higher orchestration, if right. you will, uh, with the individuals involved not being fully conscious of that. But we have to understand from the 1950s that 
the pursuit of happiness was was replaced or redefined as the pursuit of excessive consumerism, and that in service of excessive consumerism, in place of freedom was conformity, and in place of of uh, responsibility was overwork. All right. Well, I, I'm conforming to not overwork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I think that I think that just kind of happens sometimes. Yeah. yeah, as long as it doesn't feel like work, I'm good with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. Well, well, it's all about uh, working at what we love. Exactly and what right. Yeah, helps us fill our mission in the world. If you get up every day and do something that you love, it's not work, right? Exactly. It may be effort sometimes, but it's not work. Well, exactly. Dr. Gruder, uh, you know, we have about a minute left here. Uh, why don't you give our listeners some information on where they can find you online and on social media and connect with you, you know, outside of this radio show? Sure. Well, my main website is drgruder.com. That's D-R-G-R-U-D-E-R.com. And I have another website that is a public service website that goes into more of the topic that we're talking about today, and that one is called hijackingofhappiness.com. Yeah, and we don't want our happiness hijacked, no, so I think all. it's you know important for our listeners to go check out the content that Dr. Gruder's put together and read through some of that, and you know let's really start the shift of American awakening uh, to be aware of what's been happening uh, in our society for the last several years, and you know start working together as Absolutely. a team to you know stop the hijacking of that American dream. Dr. Gruder, mm-hmm. thanks thanks for being with us today. Uh, very enlightening, and definitely want to uh, touch base on uh, this subject. Uh, a lot more. Uh, we'll do a full show based on this topic, but it was great to have you on the show today. Appreciate your time. My pleasure, and I'm happy to return whenever we can work out a time to do that. Excellent. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Dr. David Gruder as we talk about hijacking the American dream and what we can do to become more aware, to, you know, to stop the madness and move forward in our lives and find our frequency. You're listening to Voice America Variety Channel right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Go check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Voice America Talk Radio, and of course the radio show, facebook.com forward slash Finding Your Frequency Net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Ryan 1 at Jeff Spinney 2. We'll be right back as we talk a little bit more about finding a frequency right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. 